Good morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this today. Thank you for thank you so much for jumping on to Hope. My name is Tammy Lynn Connors. This is my new friend, Tim Holloway. How are you today, Tim? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. So I always say that God, the universe, whatever you want to say, puts people in your lives for specific reasons. And those of you that do not know, this is hope, helping other people evolve. And my vision and mission here is just to help others get through a struggle to get to a strength. So how I do that is I interview people and I I find people, well, I should say the God, universe, however you want to say it, puts people in my lives. And Tim is a perfect example of that. I was... um, waitressing at the diner, Sunrise Skillet on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. I don't remember which one it was, but him and his cousin were sitting out on the patio. And I kind of joked with them both a little bit because they're Buckeye fans and I'm a Michigan fan. And um, and then somehow we got talking about hope. I'm not sure how that happened, but we started talking about hope. I gave both of them my card. And that was probably about six weeks ago, right, Tim? A little past that, I believe. Yeah, yep, a little past that, yeah. So on my card, I have like my phone number, my Instagram and my Facebook. And I got this message from Tim on um, Instagram just saying, hey, I don't know if you remember me. And of course, I did remember you. And it was pretty it was pretty humbling and heartwarming to me that you reached out. And he said, I have a story of hope I'd like to share with others. And is this your first time really kind of sharing your story? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's the first time I reached out to, you know, any platform to want to speak to other people and encourage people. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm super excited. We talked on the phone last week a little bit, and I'm super excited to hear Tim's story of hope. He has an amazing story of hope. And like I always say, if if our stories can inspire one person to get out of bed that day, then our mission is accomplished. So this is um, an amazing story of hope. And I'm going to go ahead and let you go ahead and start, Tim. And if you need me to interject anywhere, or I may interject because I do that sometimes too, just to give a little perspective, but you can go ahead and get started. Okay. So uh, thank you for turning over the floor to me. So I want to start out by just giving a little um, backstory on how I was brought up. I was adopted at the age of before one, actually, and I went through two foster parents before finally um, settling with one final one. Um, So that was kind of like the starter point. But, you know, um, with that being said, I was also diagnosed with um, alcohol fetal syndrome and I had um, cocaine. I tested positive for cocaine. And then uh, I would say it didn't affect too much. You know, I went through school with the, I wouldn't say a disability. I had like attention deficit where they call it ADHD. So I was like kind of put on all the Ritalin and, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of like uh, normal stuff growing up. Uh, pretty rebellious naturally. Um, and then as I grew up, I noticed that some of the things that were considered obstacles shall you say, were um, strengths in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because had I not been at certain places at certain times, there's no telling where I would be today without those. So it's kind of like looking at those struggles as a strength in the whole, because, um, you know, we think about all of the hurt that we carry around on a daily as far as how would it feel not to have a parent or how would it feel not to have this person or that person or where would I be if I had that person, you know, 
And I kind of say that, um, you know, that was the start of my journey. <clears throat> but uh, on the way, like discovering who I really was, you know, I ran into life, life itself. You know, you run into drinking and then smoking and falling, you know, victim to addiction. Um, I kind of did that for like 10 years. And then one day I said, this is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not the answer to every struggle that you have, or this is not the answer to every um, situation that pop up in your life. So I, I quit smoking and I quit drinking. Um, and I kind of wanted to handle things and build my mental strength because that's a problem with a lot of people. We can't build mental strength. So we use dependence and, you know, stuff like that to kind of help us forget the pain or how something made us feel. But the truth about it is, um, it's not really a deterrent. So, uh, you know, I kind of got over that part and now we're here. Now I, you know, I try to inspire other people to be better than what they are or what they came from, no matter the story, no matter the situation. That's awesome. Do you got something distracting you over there? Yeah, well, I have my son's dog. She was kind of whining at me right now. And I was like, what does she want? So I asked his roommate to let her out and she's just staring at him. So I'm like, darn it. So anyways, um, yeah, so that's awesome, and it's great that you're you're no you know you're out here and willing to share that with others because I feel like and especially um, I interview a lot of men for some reason I don't know if that's what what's attracting you know to my what I'm doing right now to actually have men finally come out and share their stories of hope because I think a lot of times with men especially you guys I mean I don't know because I'm not a man but that you're told you know keep you know, just keep your feelings in, keep your emotions in. You don't have to like share anything of, you know, things that you've been through a struggle because you're a man and you got through it. Right. But I believed him, like with you sharing your story, that helps others know that it's okay to share your story and, and sharing your story brings hope to other people. Right. That's the goal. Um, so like throughout my journey, I kind of became like a wise man, you know, when I, finally settled in and kind of like embraced what I was receiving because I never really had a source for it. Like I woke up one day and like, I want to be a better person, but in my heart throughout my whole life, I always was a good person. It was just the things that was in life that was stopping that. So I would kind of like go against peer pressure and go against stuff that was actually a thing because it can be, if you let it, you know what I'm saying? and go against uh, who it might influence. And like, you look at a lot of stuff you do in life and say, I can't do that because of my peers. I can't take this walk of life because these people won't agree with it. Or even if it's in your family, you know, a lot of people around you are a major part of what you do on your everyday um, life. So um, I think that's the thing that once I finally said, I I just want to be me, you know, it was a little easier to step in them shoes and kind of take that walk. And it encouraged today because it was always something that I wanted to do. It just wasn't accepted or it wasn't a, uh, it was a scary jump out there and just take a leap of yeah. faith and try and see where you get with it. So um, I think with just sharing a emotional um, stance in my life could help another person get over theirs. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people, like you say, especially men, we don't embrace it because we're told not to. Um, so with that being said, you know, I think it's a good uh I think it's a good 
journey that you a platform that you have to give other people hope you know yes and that's exactly what i'm doing here and i know you shared a little bit of um just like you're growing up and with your mom and um if you could maybe go through that a little bit with me just kind of like you growing up i mean two different races basically right okay so my mom my my birth mother is white right and then uh so i guess my dad is black I wouldn't really know too much of like their um, bloodline because I don't have as much information as I would like. But that's kind of like a touchy situation today because, you know, you have some parts of America that's still like stuck on this race thing. And then you got me where it's like, okay, you are, you know, you have to pick a side when it comes to certain consequences and certain things that you experience in life. And it's like, I'm, I'm stuck in between because most people wouldn't even know, like my background was, you know, decide that y'all don't, don't agree with most of the time. And I'm like, Hey, it's it's good on either side. (laughs) We have a little pause here for a second. Pause for a second. It's okay. We can pause. I can talk. Believe me, I can always find something to talk about. So um, it's um, and I know that you um, you have two children now, right? Is that what you said? Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Okay, we're good. We're back. Perfect. So this is what I want to tell everybody real quick while we're doing this a little bit like we're back and the dog. This is just what I do. This is um, I'm not in a studio. I'm not, you know, anything like that. I just have my laptop. I send somebody a link and we just do this. And it's just us coming from our hearts. So when you hear distractions and things like that, that's why it's just we're just here. We're just doing this and we're just speaking like we're sitting in a coffee shop together or something, you know, just sharing our stories. So um so what I ask is you have two kids now, correct? Yep. Two kids of my own. Yeah. And yeah. That's one that I try to like, as far as um, like how we were raised, I try to, I try to do it a little differently with them and try to be more open as far as like letting them make decisions on their own and teaching them how to be independent at a young age, you know, because that's another thing that you grow up with is once you experience a trauma in your life of any sort, um, you kind of are shelled because of however your household is ran. So mm-hmm. if they're not open, you're not able to speak. If you're not comfortable, you're not able to speak. You know, if, if it's just like if, if you know, you're not understanding, who else can that child talk to? So you kind of grow up with it and you kind of can hear it sometimes if a person get real mad or they get intoxicated, them same problems that they went through or experienced when they was younger come out. And that's something that I didn't want my kids to experience. So um, with, as far as me parenting now, I try to give them more space to be open and free with their emotions because mm-hmm. I don't want that to become a trauma. That could become a trauma. And I don't want it to, yeah. you know, like that didn't listen to me. And this is this is how I had to handle this, that and the third. So I kind of like remember how I felt just not having nobody. And I try to be as mm-hmm. there as much as possible as I can for them and giving them the floor. Like this is their world now. After I had them, my life stopped and it was all about them. So um, I try not to be selfish. Um, equip them with the, the mental capacity, you know, just kind of build it for them because they, yeah. they don't really know what's going on until, you know, you as a super hero, in, right. you know, introduce it to them. So, um, yes. you know, 
I just try to be the 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 uh, a voice, really. Yeah. And share, you know, my strength because a lot of my strengths wasn't always strengths. They wasn't just I woke up one day and I was like, I'm strong. Um, right. It was more so me having more understanding and more patience and forgiving myself way more mm-hmm. than I was in the beginning. You know, when we first experienced something, we hard on ourselves. We're our biggest critic. We like, I can't do it. I never do it. Um, you know, so much of the negative stuff is in, in into play when you first experience something. And as long as you let it control you, it will. It yes. will feed off you, you know. And that's one thing that I can say is as people, no matter your race, no matter where you come from, no matter how you was raised, is people out here that, you know, are understanding and, you know, are they come from that, that same beginning stage. Like mm-hmm. we started here. We don't have to end here. We can keep going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And it's kind of like that's where I found my strength at when I started getting up and I started walking away from what was affecting me. And I started saying, I'm not going to let this control me anymore. I won't let this addiction be what is nurturing my, you know, me anymore. So yes. um, I do believe in therapy and I do think that speaking to people is therapeutic. Okay. A lot of us don't speak, though. Yes. A lot of us don't speak. And it's not because we don't want to speak. It's just because you feel like you'll be judged if you do speak. You know, you'll be criticized and nobody will agree with you. Well, one thing about that is you're not talking for people to agree with you because most of the time, you know, what you're assuming a person is thinking might not be what it is. So, right. you know, we're not talking to two people for them to agree with our story. That's your story. You're speaking your truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. And can't nobody take that away from you. So yes. I think, um, you know, that's one thing that I found interesting was, oh, I go through stuff every day, but I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about other people. Even going yeah. through what I'm going through, I'm still worried about other people. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting on my part because so many people would say, man, you got so much going on and you just smile every day. You know, you got a good spirit, you got a good heart and you still out here caring about everybody else. You don't even care about, you know, too much of what you're going through. And today was kind of that opportunity for me to not say that I'm going through the worst or been through the worst or experienced the the most traumatic things in my life. You know, I made it out of a bunch of bad situations, but um, it's more so to sit here and comfort other people, you know, yes. and help you on your journey as well, yes. which is why I even contacted you. So I think, <laughs> you know, for the experience, it'll be a great one. And yes. for the people listening, it'll also be like a you know, a therapeutic, a therapeutic thing. So yes. um, my biggest thing is just continuing to put um, meaningful words behind people that don't have that person to help them. Because yeah. at the end of the day, that uh, a simple hello, how you doing today can change a person's life forever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like you was touching on, you know, we it's always you was at the right place at the right time. Right. Um, if more people will realize all you have to do is walk out your house today when you was procrastinating for the whole day. I ain't going outside. I ain't going out. Just walk outside. Maybe that one person that come drop your mail off and be the person that changed your life forever. So, yes. you know, we do um, cross people for a reason at different times in our lives for certain things. Um, one thing I believe in is watering plants. Sometimes you meet people. They're not supposed to be there forever. They're just here to water your seed and pass you to the next, you know? So um, 
we are all seeds and we all are still growing. And as long as you keep doing that, you'll be okay. But, you know, don't stop the person in your life that you meet from watering your seed. You know what I'm saying? Um, Take it all in account as a positive. Stop looking at so much negative. Instead of saying my glass is half empty, it's half full, you know? And I think that's one thing that I strive to do every day is make sure somebody understands you almost there. Not Mm -hmm. this is what I don't have. This is what I'm not going to be. Like, you know, right. you're almost there. So whatever whatever journey you on, whatever walk of life you come from, it's gonna be okay. And you're mm-hmm. gonna be you know, you're gonna be arriving to your abundant joy soon. So um Can I I wanna back up just a little bit of what you said mm-hmm. there. Well, actually two things. One thing is with your kids, I love I love what you said about how you're raising your kids and you what I really love that you said is you remember how you felt. Right. Right. And you don't want your kids to feel like that and to be able to let them show their emotions and things like that. I'm actually listening to another podcast right now that Ed Milet's interviewing a man and he's talking about just that and how at first he had this boot camp for kids and they were like, you know, yelling at him and screaming at him and it was getting nowhere. The kids were just being defiant. And then he changed it around to where he was being, you know, like giving them praise and all of this for the things they were doing. And he said the turnaround was amazing. And I think that's huge when, as a parent, especially, you know, I believe me, there's times that I wish I could take back things that I said to my son when he was young and I can't, and I love, you know, he's 32 now. And so we talk about it, but I think that's very important with your kids. And I just think that's awesome the way that you're, that you say that you're raising your kids. You know, I think that's pretty, pretty important. Because that's where it starts. Um, so what I want people to understand is a child is not a child is very intelligent. They're also a sponge of everything around them. I won't just say words. I'll say emotions, yes. uh, you know, everything that's around them, they're a sponge to that. So you are, you know, it has to be a great influence to build that thing up because yes. if you know, whatever you're sowing in that person, you'll see later in life. You know, and I I think that that's the most important thing is putting positivity in them now and speaking mm-hmm. affirmations into them now because yes. that's your future. These kids mm-hmm. are our future, you know. Yes. So what you put in, you will get out of them. And I think if you tell a child like you always criticizing the child, you know, eventually they just look for the criticism. They don't look for the positive no more. Right. Yeah. Um. I think giving a child space to make their own decisions to a certain extent is more so even better because if you enable a child for too long, you know, you stuck still trying to teach them with when it's too, even when it's too late. Yes. Um, and if you do it now, you know, they kind of, you know, give them a little space, not too much with how crazy the world is, but, you know, give right. them a little space to where their confidence is being uh-huh. built off of their decisions. And they understand yeah. that by, Making this decision, I'll get this outcome. And making this decision, I'll get this outcome. So it's not that I'm telling you because I know how it's going to go for you, but I'm encouraging you, you know, when I am parenting that this might not be the best decision or this not, not just sitting there slandering them and telling them, oh, this, you know, cussing them and doing the crazy stuff that people do. But, um, so yeah, I give my kids that space to kind of like see where their decisions are going to get them. And mm-hmm. I encourage it when it's good. Like, you know, there we go. We're doing good. You're almost there. Yeah. You know, we're almost yeah. there because, you know, that'll build their confidence. And, you know, with anything you do it up 
going up from there, it'll start at, you know, young ages. And that's yes. the most crucial part of a whole life. Like your whole yeah. life probably came from your childhood, something you yeah. learned in your childhood, you know, yeah. um, the, the, I call it survival mode. Um, I was living in survival mode for a long time. So it don't matter who I came in contact with, um, what I was being told, I was already in that mode to where I'm just here to survive. I wasn't actually mm-hmm. living. You know, I understood what my decisions were going to get me, but I was already in survival mode. So it was like, ah, uh, you know, like, I don't know if I can explain the feeling of feeling um, a negligent feeling naturally, like you not even remembering how you grew this survival mode stage in your life because it happened so young um, that, you know, you can't recall it, but it was a natural thing for me. And I kind of was just living in survival mode for a long time. And I was ready to break out of that after 29 years of just feeling complete, you know, this is what I do to survive. I want to see how it feels to live. Yes. I want to see how it feels to embrace my emotions. So um, with it being so late for me, I, that's why I give it to my kids. I want y'all to feel like, you know, you're actually living, you actually are comfortable where you at. You are actually, um, accepted, you know, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of the positive is what I speak to them because I don't want you to go through the negative. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that in life, you're not going to experience that. Right. But, you know, I want you to enjoy this time that you yeah. have as a young young person because that's where it starts at. So, mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. you know, I try to talk to a lot of kids. I've been talking to kids, teenagers, adults, outside of my own kids for a long time. Even as mm-hmm. a kid, when I finally woke up and felt uh, felt like this was something that I was equipped to do, as far as you know, just sharing advice, and a lot of people would gravitate to me. So it was hard to make a consistent group of friends because I was cool with everybody. You know, everybody wanted right. to get some, yeah. some hope. So um, that's kind of what got me through. Like sharing my story was therapeutic for myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this because mm-hmm. to a, to a, to an extent, not everybody has a bad life. They just make a couple bad decisions and think it's over with. And that's not right. always the case. So sometimes they have insight on my decision or on in my life. And it's like, dang, I thought I had it bad, but you really have it worse. And you're not complaining yeah. about it. You're making the most of it. And, you know, that's when we hit a peak. So once we hit that peak, I can leave you with that and you can have something to think about. Now, it's not to discredit yeah. the situation or make it seem like it wasn't anything, but it's like to see the attitude that someone carries, even experience trauma, mm-hmm. even experiencing trauma. And you're still happy. You still smile. You still have this bright energy around you. You still uh-huh. receive an abundance. You know, it's like, I want to be like that because I was going to let something small get to me when all I had to do was change my outlook on things, change the perspective. And in my life, um, I'm not going to say I was just the worst person ever, but I came from a walk of life that was like iffy. You know, I could have went one way or the other with it. Mm-hmm. And I continued to go straight. And I think that that's one thing in my whole entire, you know, story that I had to change the narrative on. The hardest part of my life was changing the narrative. Um, I felt like everywhere I went, I was the black sheep. Um, I was touching trouble. I was 
like the first person to the trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was the first person in a bad situation. Um, I was just the less fortunate anywhere I went. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, I'm going to change how people look at me. I'm going to change the narrative. And mm-hmm. my story ended where it started. It was kind of like changing the narrative. And I, you know, I kind of like let that old me go. And I created yes. a new one. So who y'all talking with today is like, you know, the, the new and improved 2.0 version of who I was. But I never discredited right. him because he taught me so much of who about who I am today. And it helps mm-hmm. other people become who they're going to be in the future. You know what I'm saying? And one of my slogans is whatever you do today will affect tomorrow. So just make sure it's the best decision for you when you make it. You yes. know, and don't be scared to uh, go out on the ledge and grow. Don't be scared yeah. to grow. And don't be scared to outgrow things that you grew into. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about evolving is, you know, you'll never stay in the same place forever. So, um, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that I even had the opportunity to sit here and talk to you on your podcast. I'm, I'm beyond grateful. I'm like, I'm so happy I handed him that card on that patio. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, that was something that bothered me for a while, you know, and I was like, uh, I need to reach out. I need to really reach out and talk to her because I like your, I like your whole, your mission statement and what you striving for. And, um, you know, I think that's important just to have somebody, you know, just feel like you came to talk to me. That was, that boosted my mental support. So it was, it's good for others as well because I mean, like yeah. I said, it's not too many people out here that's just reaching out, trying, just trying. Yeah. And then yeah. when you have that, it's like, okay, I can make it through today. And just because I made it to through today, tomorrow I hit my gold mine, and now we're here. You know, now we now we're here. We made it. We finally made it. Yeah. And and um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on a little bit that you talked about, and then I want to talk about your business a little bit. I like to give people plugs on what they're doing in life, but um. I, when you were talking about, it's okay to get counseling, it's okay to talk to people. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I think that when we don't do that and everybody has this, it's our ego, right? And our ego gets, our ego gets in our way so much in life. I like to say a saying, edging God out with ego, edging God out. And, um, but it's, and that's what I've really been working on a lot too, because, you know, you get going and your ego's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really have to humble ourselves, right? So I just like the fact that you said that because I feel like that's a big part of it is people let your ego down and go talk to people and go get yourself help if you need it. It's very important. It is. Um, so that's, that's a, that, that can also be, Let's see what we can touch on. That can also be like a um, not an antisocial trait, but it can be something more like, you know, like for one, we're so worried about others. So Mm -hmm. that's that's one thing that's stopping you because you like. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've talked to somebody and then, you know, they judge you based off of what information they have and they use that ammo against you later on in life. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all to bring you down. So eventually you just close yourself in the shell and you say, no matter how depressed I get, no matter how down I get, no matter how bad this situation is, I won't release this information because I feel like, or I've learned from experience that somebody's only going to use this information to hurt me. So you eventually mm-hmm. close up in the shell and you keep it to yourself for however long, you know, you going through that situation. And that's pretty much what happens with a lot of people, you know? So it's like, um, that's why we're here because at the end of the day, 
you have to, you know, you have to get it out. You have to get it out one way or the other, whether you write it down and burn it or, you know, you talk to somebody else about it and preferably somebody that you do trust with information that of whatever source that you're going through in your lifestyle, you know, Um, nobody's perfect, but we can all strive to be great. Yeah. So anything that you're doing in your life has to contribute to being great. And, you know, only from there, it gets better. It doesn't get worse. You know what I'm saying? Like you never went from a bad situation and got put in a worse situation. You might have got, you might've missed out on a lot of situations, but you right where you need to be at the moment for everything that you receive, mm-hmm. whether that be a lesson mm-hmm. or, you know, or, or a blessing, you know what I'm saying? And yes. I think um, it's like the food chain. You take one thing out, you affect everything else. So us trying to stop so many things in our life sometimes is what affect our blessings because mm-hmm. they're imperative to the process. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm not saying just run out there and get your hands into everything, but some things happen for a reason. A lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of them are, you know, very important to your growth, both sides, good and bad, you know? Mm -hmm. And so not everything that we look at is going to be forever. Um, Pain is temporary. You know, it's just about staying tough through that tough time. You know, um, it never rained forever, nowhere. (laughs) So sun got to shine. you know, that's right. Sun's got to shine sometime. Right. And, and the thing is, another thing that you said that I thought was pretty cool is, um, well, not cool, but you know, when you talk about people's problems and, um, how you start sharing yours and they share theirs and then you're like, Oh, I'll take mine back. And that's what they say. You know, you take all your problems, everybody around you, you throw them in a big pile and I guarantee you're going to run back and grab yours back because there are so many people that have it so much worse than what we do. And, I, well, now I'm, I mean, I'm truly, I mean, not my life isn't all rainbows and unicorns. I talk about that all the time. It's not, you know, but now I've learned how to get through the struggles to get to the strengths. Right. And I think that the biggest thing with that is like you said earlier, learning how to get through them, you know, not just going in a corner and hiding and being like, I can't get through this day. Yes, you can. You have to get your feet on the floor, get in that mirror, say affirmations to yourself or something. Mm -hmm. listen to a motivational video, do something, listen to hope podcasts, listen to Tim Holloway's story, you know, because that could be the day that you say, I'm changing my life today and get up and just go do it. And that's sometimes all it takes. You know, we come from, when I say walk of life, we come from different cities, different states, different, um, just different environments. So it's like, you, you try to touch everybody emotionally because emotionally that's where we're all human at. Um, that's where you're not robotic at. That's where you're not, you know, built at. That's something that's true. It's pure. It's not something that was, that can be altered by somebody else because they're never going to change. That's your pure truth right there in your heart. So, um, you know, when I say walk of life, it's kind of just trying to reach everybody because, you know, I come from a small town where at the time it was bad. I witnessed a lot of stuff, but then this person over here might be dealing with the same emotional problems and they're only, they only been grade A their whole life. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it really don't matter your walk of life. It's just an emotional thing. Like we have to tap in to the emotional side. And like you said, a lot of men, um, a lot of men can't do that because we were forced to be the rock. And right. when you constantly somebody rock, what happens when you break? 
you have nobody to turn to because everybody like, look, man, we were just using you for the rock. But we right. don't really have nothing for you. You know, we just know you, we, you were somebody we came and took from. But a lot of times I want to remind people that when you're going to the, your rock or your safe place, um, deposit um, deposit something into it. Because yes. you can't go to a bank and pull money out of account. You never put something in. You know, you never put none in. You always want something back. So yeah. I would say we want to pull a lot of things like comfort and a lot of things like affirmations and a lot of things like, you know, um, resources from something, but we don't give it, we don't give it, we don't feed it enough. You know, yeah. we don't feed it enough to where, um, you know, this is, this is now it's healthy for it to keep giving. We pull from yeah. stuff and we don't give back to it. So I think for those people that are supportive for you and are, you know, on a constant basis, supporting your emotional, um, whether it be positive or negative, give back to it in any way possible, you know, yes. um, that's awesome. whether that be just a, a shoulder when that person fall down, you know, or, or, or a different route to take when you having a bad day, you know, you got to help. We got to, everybody got to help everybody. And that's the only way it's going to work out. You know, no matter the race, no matter the color, don't know, no matter the age, state environment, it don't matter. You know, we got to help each other. So, um yes love, good words yeah love is something that has to be more than hate it has to be yes and right now it's like either i don't want to see the next person doing better than me or you are assuming that the person feels like they're better than you when all you have to do is say hey how you doing today and you realize that person was really having a bad day before you asked them how they was doing you know but since you asked them yes. now we're having a better day because somebody want to listen Yes. You know, so I think yes, that's for that's sure. important for us to do initially is not judge. Just don't judge. You know, you go outside, yeah. keep a clear mind, you know, stay open. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, you know, be more positive. Like, yeah, because we just don't know. I talk about we that all the we time. Know. We don't we don't know what somebody's going through that day or, you know, that minute even that one minute they could have gotten a phone call and hung up the phone and it could have been a devastating or a sad phone call. And you just said, hi, and smiled. And they said, thank you. I appreciate that. I needed that right now. You know, we just don't know. So I mean, I've had so many situations where, um, you know, you, you, you see somebody and they, you know, you talking to them at that particular moment and mm-hmm. you see their mood change, you know, you see the, the, like the glow around them just come back and it's like, wow, you know, I didn't think yeah. that, just based off of me not even trying to care about what you really had going on, but me just being a person of interest or a person that was reaching out to you just to see how how your day was going was going to make you change your mind or whatever you had planned that wasn't going to make it go any better. So it's like um, witnessing that time and time again, and I've gotten it countless amounts of times, you know, you really helped me out. Um, You are, you know, just words of kindness, but, you know, it, it make you realize that maybe this is a tool that can be used with everybody because it's not just one specific person that I talk to where they've ever been like, oh, this only works for this type of person. You know, it works for everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, despite what we go through in life, be a human first. You know, mm-hmm. don't be a product of your situation. Don't yes. let that um, don't let that influence who you really are on the inside. 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's something that I had to learn just going through it. I used to hate stuff just like everybody else. I hate this. I hate that. I hate that I got to experience this. Then I started taking it as a learning curve every time I got into something. So I know at one point in time, it was like, man, we can't even throw nothing at this dude because he is a, he already ready for it. He equipped for it. Like he expected this to come. And I started taking <laughs> yeah. it and, you know, taking out the positive and throwing the rest back out there. You know, because I don't need all of that. So it's like, right. if it worked for me, I'm not saying it'll work for everybody because, you know, we are vessels of strength for others. Mm-hmm. And that I do believe. Um, so, you know, I kind of dissect what I need out of every situation and I throw the negative away because there's no point yeah. in keeping everything. Um, and, yeah. you know, kind of like that's where I get it it influences everybody around me and I want to be the, the the very best version of myself to anybody I encounter, yes. you know, on a daily basis. So yeah. I think besides trying to run a business, besides being a, a supporting dad, besides, you know, playing the game <laughs> or something, right. anything else other than um, this right here, this is something that's probably like, consistent all the way across the board every day. Like this person is who I work on every day. So it's like, that's what I appreciate about it, you know, and that's what I try to give to other people. And, you know, I have down days too. Don't get me wrong. We all do. But when you have an understanding that this too shall pass, you know, you just weather the storm and just keep, you know, keep in there for the long haul and and don't let nothing, you know, Get past that understanding. Don't don't let that walk down your wall of faith. Don't let mm. a bad day walk knock down your wall of faith today. You know. Yeah. Um, I have to say, when you said about the negativity, and you said, like you would say, I hate that I got to do that. Like, let's just say, I hate that I have to go to. I got to go to work. And you could turn that around and say, I love that I get to work. You know, you have to turn that mindset around that, with things like that and turn yeah, it into without a the, without the without the good situation without the bad situations, you wouldn't know how good you had it. Because as a human, we're comfortable when we get into a certain financial state or we get into a certain, um, you know, like we grew up saying, I want a big house. Then you get a big house and getting a big house didn't feel how you thought it would feel when you said it. You know, when you said it, you made it, it felt like it would be more grand and more genuine. When you got it, it was just like that pair of shoes that you've been wearing for three years. And, you know, yeah. now it's just another pair of shoes. It's just another materialistic objects. So it's like a lot of times we use that as far as, you know, supporting our, our wants, but you don't really need it, you know? So it's like, with that being said, most of the stuff that you need to have equipped is mental, emotional. Um, not to say that, you know, do something, uh, that doesn't support your lifestyle because I want you to, you know, have somewhere to stay and stuff like that. But Go above your means to get something that you did not need in the first place to drive your mental up a wall, because at the end of the day, that's all you're going to do. You know, Um, live within your means and live within your mental means. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of stuff we put on ourselves by saying, oh, I want this or I want that. You don't need it. You just want it. You know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we can acquire a lot of debt by doing that. And that's another whole nother topic. That's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Whole nother podcast for a different day. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. you know, before you go to work, who are you when you wake up? Before you go to sleep, yes. who are you? You know, these people yes. are the same people you're carrying to work. 
and have to deal with these same situations that you might have been better in had you woke up with a understanding of who you really were today instead yes. of being who they need you to be every day. So it's like when you come yes. to terms with that and you and you finally accept who you are, now your work is where you want to work, not where you need to work. Yes. Now you're doing something in your life that's your passion and not because you have to do it. You know, so it, it's all it's all a con- it's all contributing to your lifestyle, your mental and your physical and your uh you know who who you are, it contributes to your everyday. Like I'm doing this, this brought me here. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Without yeah. without me facing who I am today, I wouldn't be on your podcast. Exactly. So, um I think that with life itself, when you wake up, you have to you have to keep it honest with yourself. You can't you can't lie to yourself. You can't tell yourself you're somebody you're not. All you can do right. is be you you know, and be the yes. best version of that. And I think if we do that, we have a lot less complications with somebody having a mental breakdown every five days because they're yes. still going through identity crisis. Yeah. You know, you, yes. you, for one, you're at work having a bad day because this ain't even where you're supposed to be working at. Right. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. You, you go to school, you don't like what you learn. This ain't what you support. This ain't the class you're supposed to be in, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Every, everything that you do. That happens a lot. A lot, a lot. I mean, think about it. You go to work, you see somebody having a bad day. Now, in your mind, you like, I might have an attitude, but I'm not like this guy. He over here flipping over tables. Right. Well, this guy might not even have a passion for what he's doing. He's just doing it because, you know, mom told him that this is what he was supposed to be doing, or dad told him that this is what you have to do. So he grew up thinking that. Now, yes. you have somebody who thinks for themselves, and you give somebody the freedom. Now, we're going to back it up. Now, as a child, if I encourage you to do what's right for you, you won't be out here trying to live my life that I never lived. You know, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't sit there and say like, hey, you need to be a pharmacy tech. And that's the only way you're going to make it out. You know, that's the only way you're going to make some money. That's the only way you're going to be stable. And this, this child grew up like, well, anything else outside of pharmacy tech, I won't be accepted in my own household. There's a lot right. of people out there that's like that. And it's like, that's not always the case. So. Um, a lot of what I do, it, it just contributes to my whole lifestyle. Like, you know, who I want to be and who I, who, who, who I think other people want would want to be around. Yes. You know, yes. so, so shining light on a lot of situations that people think nobody knows is like the most important part of this, because it's like, we know, we understand there's some people out here that, you know, really care, really listen. And, and it's not a lot of, you know, opinion. I'm gonna say we all have opinions, but it's not a lot of overjudgmental people with opinions. Yeah. It's more so yeah. like you know, we're gonna tr- we're gonna try something new every time until we get it right. No yes. matter the person, you know, no matter the place, we're gonna keep trying. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you know, my story, like I said, it's not the most extravagant. But it's it's pretty it's pretty it's to me the most extravagant part about it is that I'm still here, you know, because the odds were already against me from the beginning. So it's like the fact that we started here and the odds was against me and I got this far without crashing and burning was the most important. It, it, it means a lot to me. So, you know, if I can if I can overcome adversity on my journey that I really had no vision of in the first place and I made one, you know come true i can help other people do that you know and i can yes. give somebody else the, the motivation to want to say you know what i had a little route that i wanted to take but i just didn't have the confidence you know or I, I came from a certain place where i couldn't make the most of it but i'm over here 
talking about what I don't got too much, you know. So right. it's like, you know, sometimes I, I and I really hope that it touches somebody somewhere somehow, you know. Oh, even if it's it just will. a yeah, that's 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 all I that's all I'm worried about. So I was here yeah. to tell a story, but I'm also um as you can see, I'm still just worried about it touching somebody else, you know, yes. as far as yes. You know, that's so. what that that's exactly what this whole thing. This is what this is all about for me. <clears> is <throat> that's what you just said, hoping that my story, your story, somebody else's story, and I like the fact that I do different stories of hope. You know, different stories of struggles. I don't do just addiction or you know. I I've talked to somebody that has cancer. I've spoke to somebody that's paralyzed. You know, I try to get the big picture because it's not just people with addiction that struggle. There's so many other struggles out there, but there's so much hope out there. So I'm, that's going to lead me right into, um, and we'll finish this up then, that you have your own business now, correct? And you live in Georgia? Correct. Yes. How long have you had your business? Um. So I, this is one another one of those things where people will be interested in. <clears throat> so I worked for, you know, I'm only 29, but when I was 18, I got into the union and then I had a job that paid me like $15 an hour. You know, I thought it was the greatest thing ever, but then something told me like, this is not enough. You know, I had one of those, it's not enough moments. And I was like, dang, it's not enough. Well, the journey on that started the, the day I said, this is not enough because I lost that job. Um, and then I was searching like crazy, but I was searching for another job that paid that $15 and I never found it. So I'm like, dang, like I just went from $15 to seven and I was complaining about the 15, but at the time it still wasn't enough. So I'm like, okay. Um, fast forward 10 years later, you know, I was kind of like in and out with a job and I was having a real bad experience with the job. And I was like, when I look back at, at, everything I went through from the time I had that first job to then, which was like 10 years later, I said, man, this whole journey was equipping me to be my own boss. And that's exactly what I said 10 years ago. And it's funny how it worked out because at the time I didn't see it. I was just like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I'm not supposed to be here. Why am I here? You know, and still trying to survive. So it's like, um, the biggest thing that I could say is when you speak it into the universe, you know, you have then put yourself in preparation for it to appear. Yes. And yes. at the time we might, we, we might not see it like that, but you know, that's how it happens. So when you, when you set a when one thing about me is when I set a goal and I set it high, everything I go through is just a, you know, a temporary phase because it's a process. Everything is a growing process, you know? And I think that with that, with that being like that, you have to wait your, you have to wait it out. Like I put my car in the shop for a little bit longer because it needed a little more, it needed a little more work. I can take, I can accept yes. that, you know? So, um, but yeah, so my business started by me taking my leap of faith and just saying, I want to do something for myself that makes me happy. And I waited for like a year and I struggled and I, you know, I just kind of waited it out. And um, when I was finally able to get all the paperwork together, um, that's what I did. And I actually had a, uh, I would say somebody inspired me to do it by just asking me to do something for him. And I was like, I can get paid from that. So I created a business behind it, you know, and made it official to where I can feed my family off of those funds. So, um, yeah, like, and then after, after that happened, you know, 
like I said, you still hit rocks in the road, but it just creates more opportunity for where you're supposed to be and where you want to be in life. And I think that that's the most important part is not letting what you go through defeat you, you know? Yes. Yes. I'm still here. We still here. And we're going to make tomorrow. That's right. That's right. That's right. So as you know, I'm planning on doing the 50 States of Hope. And definitely coming to Georgia. So I know when I come to Georgia, we will be speaking again. And I definitely, like we talked, you know, would like to do like, even go speak somewhere to kids or something, you know, so we'll get that all planned. But I just want to say, I appreciate you jumping on here. Is there anything, last words you'd like to say on here or any inspiration? Uh, Since it's on the record, I want to congratulate you for starting your journey. And having enough strength to, you know, go on a path that not many even try to take. So um, I think that's big because I wouldn't know where to start trying to travel to 50 states, you know, trying to encourage somebody when, you know, in your, you know, the the pressure from that is real. It's not just an unpressurized journey where you're like, oh, I don't feel any stress or journey or, you know, pressure from people because I'm scared of what people might think of me when I go to this place or that place or the third. So I think that you are overcoming a lot too, by just going forward, you know, and that's the most important thing. Don't stop. Just keep going, you know? So that's my message to you. you. Just keep going no matter um, what happens along the way, because you don't know how many people, more people you can save just having them know that they can go somewhere to talk or share or give inspiration to other people. And I think uh, I think you did a good thing by creating hope. Thank you. Thank you so much. And like I said, I appreciate you jumping on here and we will chat again soon. Okay. yes. Everybody have an amazing day.